with you in your pocket. Welcome to book club number eight. It is part two of the John Gordon and Mike Smith work. You win the locker room first. We went through the first three aspects of the seven C's that Gordon and Smith outlined in the book last week. We're on to part two. The four other C's that Gordon and Smith uh, outline in this book. It's a great book. Uh, we're going to start here with communicate. Uh, and I think this is really important here. Uh, Gordon and Smith say this, where when there is a void in communication, negativity will fill it. Fill the void with great communication. I think that is so vitally important because we are into, you know, you know, negative to positive is four to one in our in our internal thinking. And so when things are not going well, it is much easier to think negatively than it is to think positively. And you have people around you who are and, and around your team and around your players who are thinking negatively and it's got to be somebody else's fault. They can't possibly be your fault. You know, uh, we used to call it uh, dinner table issues. You know, those are those are issues that, you know, that are happening at the dinner table that we just can't stop uh, in a lot of ways. So we try to fill those voids as much as we can. All right. So communication and, and here's a, a ladder here. Communication builds trust. Trust generates commitment. Commitment fosters teamwork and teamwork delivers results. So in many ways, it all starts with communication because then you got to build the trust. And if you have trust, then you can do all the other things that you want to do. When we talk about communication, often sometimes as coaches, we, we think, um, well, I've got to talk. I've got to explain myself. This is my vision. This is what I'm thinking here. The underrated aspect of communication is listening. And I know for a fact that probably earlier in my career, I was guilty of talking too much. I really focused on listening uh, the last few years of my career, trying to listen, uh, trying to understand what the, the kid would be saying or what my assistants would be saying, or if I had an issue with a parent, you know, at least try to listen to the parent and, and okay, I understand. Now, usually followed by, but this is what you're not seeing when your daughter does this and this and this, all right? So listen attentively. Um, it is also good to have, and, and uh, Mike Smith calls it, thermostats around your facility, around your building, all right? Uh, your training room, uh, your managers, uh, your weight room coordinators, uh, other teachers around your building, if you're a high school coach, which, you know, that's who we're mostly talking to, you know, be willing to say, hey, um, you know, Mrs. Johnson, uh, I'm having some issues with Mary here. I know you're her favorite teacher. Is is everything going okay in class? And you'd be surprised how willing your other teachers in your building are able to, or are willing to help you out and, and help out the, the kid as well. All right. You need to have a consistent message. You need to have a consistent message uh, with your program. Stay with your vision. If you feel if you've done your research and you know your vision is right, uh, stay with it. Stay with it. Um, you got to be confident in what you're doing. Uh, every once in a while, perhaps bring in an outside voice. It's new. It's fresh. It's exciting. Um, and then when you get back into a corner. Um, when things are not going well, that's when you need to communicate the most. That's when you also need to listen the most. 
John Gordon talked about how the reptile. Uh, reptiles just fight for survival. They're just looking to move forward today. And they're not thinking ahead to tomorrow or the next day or the next day. And sometimes, especially when things are going negatively, if you're losing, if you're catching some heat from some people, if you're getting criticized, uh, we tend to take that reptilian form of survival. Uh, you have to focus on developing relationships. You have to continue to focus on building trust. You have to continue to focus on a positive uh, outlook on what you're trying to accomplish. Uh, researchers say that you can't be stressed and thankful at the same time. So you breathe, you practice gratitude, and you find mindful moments of calm to make communication and connection happen. Uh, most of us in the coaching world say, oh, I love to coach. I feel so blessed. I have this job. Oh, how you feeling about it? God, so stressed out. We're not rebounding. We can't hit a shot. <laughs> okay. Well, which one is it? Which one is it here? Um, You've got to pick one or the other, and and the greatest thing is to remember that we do have the greatest job in the world, all right? If you have communication without collaboration, you're going to underperform, um, and sometimes that's that's unavoidable. I know I coach teams where I tried to communicate, I tried to talk, I tried to listen. We would have meetings, uh, and and sometimes they you know some people don't want to communicate back with you, and that's difficult to deal with, especially when you're dealing. Uh, with a large portion of our listeners, which are coaching teenagers, um, you you have to keep digging, even when they're not giving you what you know. You know there's something out there. You know there's a nugget out there. There's no. You know there's a missing piece out there, and you're just not getting it. You need to continue to dig for it. All right. Uh, the next C is connect. All right. Uh, when a team is connected, uh, you 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 beat other teams that are more talented. And I know I've been in that situation. I've had talented teams that underperformed, that weren't connected. I had teams that uh, were not nearly as talented, not nearly as athletically gifted. But you know what? They were so connected that they overachieved. And coaches, I know there's a few of you out there nodding your head right now. Now, with connection, and there's a whole bunch of stuff that uh, Gordon and Smith talk about with how to connect with your team. But I'm going to leave that as a little bit of a teaser here because on Foundation Friday this week, we're going to talk about player-driven energy creators. And a lot of those things uh, would be related to connection here. So I'm going to leave that a little bit there. And I'm going to have you tune in to Friday's uh, Foundation Friday. And that's where we're going to talk a lot about that stuff. Because as I was researching and I was getting ready for this, I noticed that those two kind of crossed over. So I'd be repetitive on Friday. So we're going to skip to commitment, um, the sixth C. And it's not about you, it's about committing to the team. Uh, players have to commit to make the team better. Uh, you know, individuals need to grow as individuals, but then they need to commit themselves to the team. Um, you know that you have your team going where you want it to go, where your players are committing uh, to do every, anything they can to help the team regardless of what it is uh, good. What is good for them? All right. Um, you can't serve yourself and your serve serve your team at the same time. All right. Uh, and I also think it's important uh, when we talk about commitment that you outline as the head coach. Let's say you're a head coach here. That you outline your commitment uh, to your assistant coaches. I think it's really important to praise your assistant coaches in front of the. Uh, rest of the team. I think it's important to praise your support staff, whether that's your managers or your athletic trainers or people like that in front of the team um, to know that, hey, I recognize that 
everybody. There's a lot of different chefs in the in the kitchen here that are making this possible right now. All right, um, lose your ego. Um, you have to, if you're going to commit yourself to the team, you have to lose your ego. Uh, you have to care more about the team than what you care about yourself, and you have to care more about the team than the outside forces. We talked about um, negative influences outside. <clears throat> excuse me, outside of your team. And your players have to be willing to stand up and say, no, you know what, coach is right. Or you know what, no, uh, my teammate uh, Frank is not that way. He's a good guy. I know he's doing things the right way. And they have to be willing to have the uh, courage and the toughness to step up and say that and then commit themselves to the team, all right? Um and if you love someone, you're really willing to sacrifice them. And speaking of love, we're at our fourth C, which is care. And these relationships and you are, the, are the foundation of any winning team. It is very difficult to have a great team that succeeds well on the court, on the field, uh, without having a truly caring relationship uh, environment between everybody within the organization. Uh, you have to be ultra, ultra talented in order to do that, and most of us do not have that, all right? Uh, you have to show that you're, you have to show your team that you really care about them. You have to show that you are vulnerable. It's okay to get emotional. I know that uh, teams that I really cared about, they would literally at times move me to tears, where I would just be so grateful uh, and so happy to be around such a great uh, uh, group of, of kids and, and people. Uh, leaders who care build teams that care. Uh, together they care about the effort. They care about the organization. They care about the off-season workouts. They care about getting better. Uh, they care more so they do more, I think is a huge, a huge credit, a, a huge statement that you could say about that. They care more so, they're the, so they do more. How do you create that culture? You do little things. It's it's not these overwhelming, uh, big pie-in-the-sky actions. It's little things, like you write a note, you make a call, uh, you go out of your way to serve someone, you go beyond what is expected. And it is, the it is as, as Gordon says, it is the ultimate team-building strategy. And uh, reaching out to those personal uh, points of contact are so vitally important for creating a caring environment. Um, ultimately, coaches, we, we basically fall into two categories. And if you've done this long enough, you know the difference. You, When I say this, you'll immediately uh, think of people in one category and you'll think of people in another category. You have transactional coaches versus transformational coaches. Um, Transformational coaches want to transform lives. They want uh, to make players uh, better people uh, along with winning. Now, don't I think one of the things that gets misconstrued about transformational coaches is, well, they don't care as much about winning. No, they really, really care about winning. All right. And I think in some ways they care enough about winning, um, but winning the right way that they're willing to lose in order to win the right way. And I think that's the way the transformational coaches are. Um, they're, they know that their foremost job is to develop people to serve their teams and to transform lives, right? Uh, transactional coaches, they are the ones that, hey, I really don't care about you as a person per se, or I'm going to kind of give this, uh, you know, yeah, you know, I, yeah, I care about you. Um, 
or are those the coaches that really just care about the kids that are going to help them win? Um, that, that attitude will work as long as you have talent. Um, but the moment you run out of talent, everything is going to come crashing down. Um, you know, the, the transactional coaches are going to win in the short run sometimes. And sometimes as, as transformational coaches, we get jealous of transactional coaches. How do you turn that off? How are you willing to do that? Uh, but eventually, transactional coaches will eventually burn themselves out and put themselves in a situation where they're no longer successful. So coaches, stay with your gut. Be a transformational person. Be a transformational coach. Do things uh, the right way and do them for the reasons why you, you think that they should, all right? the reason why you, you know, the original reason why you got into coaching. All right. So, uh, that was the second part of John Gordon and Mike Smith. You win the locker room first. Um, as I started digging through this, as I started digging through my notes, um, it's kind of like, um, you know, when, when, uh, Peter Jackson was going to make the Lord of the Rings and he was going to take the three books and he was going to make them two. And then they say, well, there's so much here. You need to make three movies. There's three books. There should be three movies. Well, there's another third of the book after this uh, talking about a lot of really good stuff. And so what I decided to do is we're going to go with a third podcast just on this one book. And I hope, listeners, that you understand. I think this book is such high quality for coaches uh, that we're eventually going to talk approximately 45 minutes-ish just on this one book because there's so many important things that I think are important for coaches to know. So next week's book club will be the trilogy. I promise this will be the last one on You Win the Locker Room First by John Gordon and Mike Smith. Uh, but we are going to do a third one on this very book because, like I said, there's just so many good things here that we just, you know, I just feel the need to talk about it. So um, I encourage you to go out, pick it up, go to Amazon. Great uh, Christmas gift. Uh, get it as soon as you can uh, because the, the sooner you implement these things into your season, the better off you're going to be. Uh, give us a shout out on Twitter. Follow us on Twitter, a pen and a napkin. Uh, if you have any questions, comments, uh, stuff you'd like for me to address, a pen and a napkin at gmail.com. Uh, like and subscribe on iTunes and or SoundCloud. Uh, hope you've enjoyed this. The, the third part of the trilogy will be next Wednesday. Uh, hope everybody has a great Thanksgiving. And as always, coaches, be sure to hone your craft one day at a time.